0: Listening to Young PR Pros, episode 68. Welcome to Young PR Pros, a weekly podcast for the young and young at heart PR pros looking for tips and advice on how to build and advance their careers. I am Christine Darbell in Ottawa, Canada.
1: And I'm Julia Kent and I am in Halifax.
0: Today we're going to be uh, talking about a uh, link that I found or an article that I found written by Lisa Gerber um, from Big Leap Integrated Communications. Uh, If you don't follow her on Twitter or on Facebook, you should. She's a... always write some great uh, blog posts. just a all-around great person to, to follow we might be able to do a uh, who to follow series with her but uh, today we're talking about the, an article that she wrote called what fifth grade peer pressure can teach us about achieving success I thought this was a really great uh, story uh, that she started off her blog post with and it kind of makes us think that back in when we were kids there's these little lessons that we learn when we we're kids and oftentimes As much as we want to bring those lessons into our current day, sometimes they just get lost as we grow up. And she gives a really good example about peer pressure and how sometimes we bring that peer pressure back into our current days and let it affect some of our decisions. So she tells her story about uh, her little sister when she was 12 years old. And a guidance counselor came into her class uh, for a presentation, uh, basically to give them ideas uh, or just to, to talk about, you know, what can we do when we grow up and uh, he decided to ask if there was any volunteers uh, to go to the office and pick something up. So uh, Lisa says her sister was a very eager young girl so she put up her hand and she said, sure, I'll go. So her sister wanders off, goes to retrieve something for the guidance counselor, comes back and then realizes that they've already started a little exercise. So she just quietly sits down and then waits for the exercise to begin or to, to continue. So the guidance counselor, first thing he does is he points to the, to the board, and there's two pictures of triangles. And he points to one, he points to the other, and he says, which one is bigger? And he points to the smaller one, and he says, this one's bigger, right? And then you can kind of see people slowly putting up their hand, one, two, three, all of a sudden, everyone's putting up their hand. And Lisa's, uh, or yeah, Lisa's sister, sitting down, she's like, why is everyone putting up their hand? That one's clearly smaller. So she puts her hand down, and she says, well, no, I don't believe it's bigger. So then the next exercise comes along, and it's something similar. And they do four different ex or five different exercises. And every single time, it was basically if everyone was lifting up their hand, everyone else was lifting up their hand at the same time. And Lisa's sister kept, you know, fighting, I guess, the, the, the group and saying, no, I believe that the my answer is right, despite the fact that everyone in her class was thinking the opposite. She was the, own, the lone person who wasn't following the group. Until the fifth time, the fifth exercise they did, she ended up just, you know, caving to peer pressure and she just put her hand up with everyone else. So the lesson that Lisa's trying to show here is that Lisa's sister said, I almost wish I would have, I'm glad that I, at 12 years old, I I, I decided to make my own decision and say, no, I'm not going to follow or or cave into peer pressure. I I know that my answer is right, so I'm going to stick with it. But then she caved on the fifth one. And to this day, she says, why didn't I just stay with the 100%? Why didn't I go all the way? And it's something that we find that kind of creeps into today's world. A lot of time is, you know, we won't cave to peer pressure, but do we all go the 100%? Are we all able to follow it through right until the end and stick to our guns and always, you know, be true to what we believe in? So what do you think about this, Julia?
1: This spoke to me on, you know, a personal and social level because you know there's a lot of times that things are going on in your personal life and your friend does something or you know and you don't really agree with it and there's a lot of times when you, we don't speak up and we really should. But for our young PR professionals, I think that this is going to happen in the workplace every day. And there, it, not a, honestly, not a day goes by that I'm not confronted with an issue and I have an, I have two choices. Um, maybe not even an issue, a decision. I'm confronted with something, and I have two choices. I can say what I really think, which is probably not what the other people want to hear, or I can let it slide and not voice my opinion. And I think that you have to find, in the workplace at least, some sort of a balance. I feel that I, because I'm one of the more junior staff members in my office, more often than not I find myself biting my tongue and I think I probably should speak up more but it's all when I do speak up it's all about the delivery it's finding a way to to speak your mind and to share your opinion and not go with the grain in a way that is respectful and that will be well received and that's something I haven't quite mastered yet because in my personal life my Family and friends all know that I'm opinionated and they expect me to disagree with them. And they don't get offended if I'm very abrupt or blunt with how I disagree with them. But in the workplace that's different. you have to be very careful about your relationships and 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 respecting other people's creative or intellectual um, decisions and ideas so I think you have to i think there is a balance I think sometimes you need to bite your tongue, but more often than not you should, you should I would say for every time you're biting your tongue, you should probably be speaking up half the up half the time and it's about. Getting that experience and wisdom to decide when that's appropriate and when it's not and how to deliver the news.
0: There was someone who had once said, and I, I wish I could remember who had said this so that I can give them a big shout out because it's, it's something that I, I try to live by. But don't be afraid. Oh, I know who it was. It was Ian Capstick. He said, don't be afraid to speak up because you think you're going to lose your job. Like where you, 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 you bite your tongue because you think, well, if I say this, they're going to fire me. He says, if anything, that should be the time that you should be speaking up, because obviously it means that you're uncomfortable with something in your position or in your job. Um, and, 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 to, and to really speak out and know that if for some reason this job is not right for you and you speak up and you, and you speak your idea and you say, I don't believe that this is right, or you speak up and you say, I think that we should do it this way, you know, there's a couple scenarios that can happen. One it could be a really awful person and they could just turn around and fire you for speaking your own mind. But really in reality, I'm sorry, that only happens in Hollywood. <laughs> it doesn't actually happen very often. Right. If you were to speak your mind, I don't think there there's not a lot of chances that you're going to get fired. Someone might say, oh, that's a great idea and it might just get pushed off to the side and nothing will happen. But at least you've spoken your mind. At least you've implanted that little idea because maybe later down in the road, all of a sudden that idea will come back in another conversation. And they'll say, you know what? that idea was good. Let's go with that. You know what I mean? No mm-hmm. one's going to fire you yes. just for sharing an idea.
1: No, that's, that's for sure. And, and if it's done in a respectful way, I, you know, my, we, I had, I was in a, uh, uh, a workshop last week and my boss started the meeting by saying, you know, everything in, no, there is nothing you can say that shouldn't be able to be said here as long as it's said in a respectful way lay it all on the table. If you think something, just say it, as long as it's said in a respectful way. We don't want... I mean, the worst thing about a meeting is when people have an opinion that they're not voicing, and then they go out into the hallway and start talking about that, and then and they didn't put it on the table in the meeting. And we call that the meetings happening outside of the meeting. And that's counterproductive. So... You know, fostering an environment in the workplace where you can really speak your mind is super, super important as long as it's done in a respectful way. And I think if you have that environment, then you will have situations like the, the 12-year-old girl where you will feel comfortable going against everybody else and, 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 and being true to yourself and, and saying what you really think.
0: And you know what, a, a lot of people, and you mentioned it right as you were talking about this, is that you feel like you're, you're too junior sometimes to actually speak up. But one thing that my boss constantly reminds me is that sometimes the most junior person, and, and I'm not the most junior person in the organization, I've got a part-time communications worker who's working below me and I, I manage her, and sometimes I try to get her to speak up because a fresh pair of eyes can sometimes be the best idea. Just having that person who hasn't been bogged down in the same thing for years and years and years, sometimes having that fresh idea and that fresh perspective often comes from the junior person. Now, it may not be a perfect idea when you come out, when it comes out, um, and, and, and that's just natural. But it could be the slice of an idea. You could say something that sparks something else that sparks something else, and all of a sudden it turns into a big campaign. So it, not to be afraid to share all your ideas. And, and my boss does this, and this is one reason why I love working for him so much, is he, he, he fosters that environment where he says, you know, share all your ideas. And he's always asking me, well, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And I'm always responding. I said, well, I think that this is good, but I don't think we should do this, and, or maybe we can do this. And, uh, and I try to you know, express my opinions and share as many ideas as possible. And then sometimes he'll say, well, you know what? That idea might work, but not in this situation. Well, let's keep it on on the burner. And then sometimes he'll turn around and he's like, okay, that idea, totally not gonna work, and this is why. And then he'll tell me why. And then, you know what it does for me? It helps me become a better critical thinker. So not only am I voicing my idea and I feel confident, because the more you voice your opinion, um, the more confident you become. Because obviously the first couple of times that you speak up in a big meeting with a bunch of VPs or CEOs or you know, a bunch of people who are much higher in, in, on the career scale than you are, you're gonna be really nervous. But the more and more you do it, and, the, and obviously keeping in mind that everything has to be respectful when you're doing it, the more comfortable you'll be with sharing your ideas. And then people will come back and then they'll share their perspective with why your idea would work or wouldn't work. And then that only does positive for you. Because then it tells you, okay, well, it wouldn't work because of this. So then it starts to help yeah, you. Yeah, then you're learning. Yeah, you're learning. And critical thinking and communications, if you're a good critical thinker, um, it's, it's a gold mine. You know, you're going to be very successful in communications and public relations if you can be a good critical thinker. So this is just one way to kind of harness that skill and to build that skill is by sharing your idea and then getting the, the feedback from, from the seniors to say, okay. That idea won't work because of this, this, and this, and you're like, okay, good. So now next time you think of an idea, you'll think of those aspects as well. So, I mean, for example, um, this, uh, you know, I, I had an idea for, for a campaign and, uh, I I shared the idea and the feedback was like, that's an awesome idea, but guess what? We don't have a million dollars. And I said, a million dollars, my idea is not a million dollar idea. And he says, well, think about this. And my idea involved, you know, having, I wanted to bring a bunch of youth to Ottawa. They're like, well, you've got to think of all the flights. Now you've got to think of the hotel. And if you want a speaker, well, if we're going to get a good speaker, we're probably going to have to pay the speaker. And all of a sudden, he started tallying off all these expenses. And before I knew it, my idea was a million dollar idea. But my idea seemed so simple. Yeah, just fly a bunch of youth out to Ottawa. We'll have a little event. It's like, well, yeah. there's more to it. But then this makes me think critically because now if I'm thinking of an idea, I'll be like, okay, well, if I do want this idea, what are some of the expenses? What are some of the repercussions? What are some of the other things I'm going to have to think about? And so, I mean, sharing your idea can be daunting, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a good exercise. Agreed. So if you want to read the full article uh, um, by Lisa Gerber, you can head over to bigleapcreative.com. We'll also link to it on our website at youngprpros.ca. And you can also leave us a comment if you have a comment on, on the story or if you have any ideas or maybe you've experienced sharing your idea in a meeting. And was it a positive experience or was it a negative experience? And how did it help you grow in your career? Uh, you can leave a, a comment on our blog. You can also leave a comment on our Facebook page, on Google+, Plus, on LinkedIn, on Pinterest, or on Twitter. At Piano PR Pros, at Christine Belbel, and at Kim Julia. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.